Not sure if you've heard the word, but Marketing Sherpa is sponsoring a conference coming up in late February called the Marketing Sherpa Summit. Just like this podcast, they're looking to help marketers learn the strategies for fast, measurable digital marketing success, which is exactly why we partnered with them and they're sponsoring this episode. No better way to get ready for the conference than to discuss one of the biggest topics in the industry today, marketing automation. And we happen to have one of the leaders in the field with us here today. This episode is with Shannon Duffy, the VP of Marketing at Perdot. Welcome to the B2B Nation, Shannon. Thanks, Josh. It's great to be here. She's giving a keynote at the conference on 10 marketing automation tips, and we'll have the abridged version here today. The first thing I asked her was the importance of developing a theme for your content. Yes, so developing a theme for your content is very, very important. Your theme is really the key message that you want to get out in market. It's what you want your prospects or your customers to think about and associate your brand or product with when they see your content out in market. So without a theme, what you're really doing is putting a lot of tactics out in the market without any sort of overarching strategy. So your theme is key, and there can be different sort of flavors or different sort of levels of the theme, but having that one key message that everything ladders up to is really key in making sure you get the most bang for the buck from your content because it will all kind of relate to each other, and you're being really, really clear about what your product is about and what problem it solves. And I think... In terms of best practices, there's a lot of ways to come up with your theme. For us uh, at Salesforce and at Pardot, we really do four main things. We look at four main buckets um, when we're sitting around in our room kind of brainstorming what our theme for a quarter or two quarters should be. So we look at data. So we look at our sales data. We look to see where our product is resonating in which segments, in which geos, with which buyer types. Um, we'll read research. So we will look at some analyst reports. We'll look at eMarketer. We'll look at lots of different sources to kind of see some trends um, that our buyers might be uh, sort of involved in. And then we talk to customers all the time. At Salesforce, customer success is key to everything we do. And so any campaign that we put in market, we want to make sure it resonates with our customers. So I travel a ton. um, My team travels a ton. We're constantly on the road meeting with our customers and talking to them about how they're using our product, how we can make it better, but also why they chose our product. What was the pain that our product was solving? Why was that important? And that helps us sort of come up uh, with our theme. And then finally, and last but not least, we take our data and our research and our customer input and we sit around a table and do some old-fashioned marketing and we brainstorm some ideas, some creative ways to actually bring that that theme to life. Do you have a favorite theme, uh, Shannon? Is there one theme that sort of has stuck out for you as one that was either, you know, overly successful or you thought a really creative and uh, insightful campaign? Yes. So um, Pardot is really focused on sales and marketing alignment. And one of my favorite themes that we put into market was around the new power couple. And we played off this concept of how there's like power couples that you know, like Beyonce and Jay-Z and like all the, you know, like Michelle and Barack. (laughs) sales and marketing and we did a lot of really cool we did a really interactive graphic that we put out there but we also followed it up with other content that was like actual real best practices 
um, that a sales and marketing team can use to drive that alignment. So we had that fun element, but also that really meat of the content as well. But I just thought that was really fun. Yeah, that's so cool. And no better pitch there for the alignment of sales and marketing on the sales and marketing podcast here. But uh, you you said quarterly too. Is quarterly the best sort of time period to, to do this? Is it Do some folks do it monthly? I guess for you guys, you've discovered that quarterly is sort of the best time frame to develop these themes. So quarterly, I think, is a good rule of thumb. I think monthly is too much. And I would even argue sometimes quarterly can be too much. So something that we'll do is we'll we'll have, like, different le- levels of themes. So, like, let's say, like, our theme for the year is sales and marketing alignment. We might take a quarter and focus on best practices in sales and marketing alignment. And then the next quarter, we might, like, focus on, like, actionable tips you can use now. So we kind of take one overarching theme and try to have that for longer because you don't want to be changing your theme every month or even every quarter. But we do like to change sort of the content that reflects that. We kind of try to keep it new and fresh every quarter and look at what we're doing and look at what's working and what's not. Gotcha. And for that content, how different is it going to be uh, for different folks in, in the funnel? Obviously, the content would be a little different, but is it still sort of reflecting the same theme at different stages in the funnel? Yeah, so the theme's going to carry through throughout the funnel. I think what you need to remember when you're plotting out your theme and then your corresponding content strategy, right, because content strategy is key to sort of lead nurturing and lead generation um, for the modern B2B marketer, you need to remember that your prospect is on a path with you or a journey and that not all content is sort of one size fits all. And somebody who's at the bottom of the funnel is going to be interested in different things and somebody who's at the top of your funnel. So the way we do it, a good sort of basic rule of thumb and how do you can get started is to look at your funnel in three major stages. And the first is sort of content that should be sort of awareness building. It's it's not really product focused. It's more so along the lines of let me show that there is a problem and that there is a solution to solving this problem. And so this top of the funnel content is going to be, um, again, not product focused, but more sort of educational Um, letting your prospect know that there is a solution to this pain or this problem that they might might have. And then as you move down the funnel and sort of the mid-funnel, that's when people are starting to get a little bit more interested. They probably have bought into the concept that they have a problem. And this is where you start to show them the benefits of solving it. Um, And here is where we might introduce a little bit of product content. But again, we're not going to go crazy because we still want to show that there's value, that there's pain, and then there's also value to solve it. And then finally, at the bottom of the funnel, this is where you have your really um, product-specific content where you talk about the features of your product. You talk about how your product might be better than your competitors. Um, And then this is the type of content I feel like most marketing teams, you probably have this already. Um, And this does double duty as well because not only can you use it in your campaigns, but this is the type of content that your sales team really loves to send to their prospects that they're having conversations with um, and really fits the buyer that's kind of almost ready to buy or in that sort of final decision-making process. Gotcha. And in terms of capturing those folks, sort of, I guess, at all stages of the funnel, really, you need to make sure that your, you know, landing pages and websites are optimized appropriately so that when they do come from email, uh, they're able to, you know, eventually convert as a lead. So uh, what, Shannon, uh, is one piece of advice you give to optimize uh, your landing pages or your website? Yes. So landing pages are key. Less is more when it comes to your whole landing page. So that has to do with copy and also form fields. So 
You want to have the least number of form fields as possible. And if you're using a marketing automation solution like Pardot, what you're able to do is use progressive profiling. So a perfect example is, you know, I, I see an ad, I click on the ad, I go to a landing page, and this is where I'm going to download my ebook or my infographic or whatever it is. And I might, you might ask for like maybe first name and email, and that might seem like not a lot. And sometimes sales can be like, we want more for you know fields, we want twenty, <laughs> but people don't fill it out. Like I don't fill that out. I, I bet you don't probably fill it out either. And so what you can do is is get the bare minimum, which is usually an email. And then once they download that piece of content, offer them another piece of content. Offer them a piece of content a week later that's related to it. And then, then ask for company or um, you know company size or geo or whatever it is that you need. And you can slowly build up these really rich databases on your prospects that help you personalize content to what they want to see, but also get, helps give your sales team that vital information um, when they're calling. And, and another you know important piece of information, uh, maybe not necessarily for the sales team, but for the marketing team, is that score that that folks will have. And I guess it is important for the sales team because that's once it's high enough, that's when you know it'll get passed off to sales. Uh, what would you say is the biggest challenge uh, marketers face when scoring? Yeah. So one thing to remember is that scoring and grading, we use the two terms a lot. They're actually different things. So a grade is who someone is and a score is what someone does. And you kind of need both of them to get the best sort of 360 view of your prospect. When it comes to scoring though, it's really important to remember, you know, just like we talked about content, like it's not one size fits all. So actions that take more time or are more, um, Actions that take more time are going to need to be scored higher because that's going to show a higher propensity to buy. For example, if you have a webinar and someone registers and they attend, they're going to they should get a higher score than a someone who registers but doesn't attend. If you're looking at people on your website, somebody who views your pricing page is probably going to have a higher propensity to buy than someone who views your career page, right? So it's taking sort of the combination of these things um, and coming up with the score. I feel like the score is sort of similar to your campaign theme. You should probably review it every quarter, every other quarter in conjunction with your sales team. So to make sure that what you're really scoring on is showing the best propensity to buy, is passing those hot, hotter leads, because it does kind of um, evolve over time and it is a good place where you need to have sort of your sales team sort of weigh in on what they're seeing um, for those prospects that are reaching your threshold score. Gotcha, perfect. And then uh, speaking of your sales team, uh, how do they sort of fit into all this? Uh, Shannon, how often do you, guys, do you guys sort of sit down with your sales team, you know, quarterly, you know, weekly, monthly? How often does that conversation occur? And how do they fit into, you know, developing and really optimizing a marketing automation strategy? Yeah, so your sales team is key. Um, I, I feel like as B2B marketers, we essentially have two customers or clients. We have our prospects that we all know and love and that we're in charge of like generating leads for and getting message into market so people understand our product and our brand. But our other customer is sales. So it's really hard for us to do our job unless we're in lockstep with our sales leaders to making sure that we're aligned. So um, from my point of view, my sales team is key. Um, we're constantly meeting with them to make sure, you know, we're sending the best leads. We understand, um, their needs. We're going after the right segments based on their sales goals. Um, it's really like, we really are sort of an extended team together. Um, I think the one thing that's worked really well at Pardot and Salesforce is we make sure we empower our sales teams with all the content and all um, sort of the marketing techniques that we have so they can extend it into the field. 
And I've talked to some marketers and some marketers might be like, oh, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I'm afraid to give my salespeople too much control or because I don't want them, you know, them to go rogue. And what I found is like salespeople are going to do what they need to do to sell because that's their job. And so it's much better to work with them and empower them with the materials they need than to just hope that they're, they're not doing it. So that's kind of our philosophy. Very, very cool. That makes sense. Real quick, we'll get to our sponsor here today, which is the Marketing Sherpa Summit uh, upcoming here at the end of February uh, in the Bellagio, I believe, in Las Vegas. So a great, great uh, venue. We were both uh, before the call talking about how it's snowing in Atlanta and Nashville. So uh, I'm sure the Bellagio will be a a welcome uh, site for sore eyes. So um, uh, Shannon, what what are you most looking forward to at at the conference uh, this year? Uh, Obviously, this keynote, I think, will be a a fantastic addition uh, to the conference. But is there anything in particular that you're uh, most looking forward to? I love meeting with fellow marketers. I got into marketing because I think marketers are both creative and analytics driven, which is kind of a cool sort of left brain, right brain sort of discipline to have. And so I'm just excited to go meet everyone, learn from my peers, talk to people about what they're doing, you know, give my feedback on how I think people can optimize their campaigns, hear how they think I can optimize mine. Um, It's just great to have a group of marketers come together for a few days to focus on learning and improving their craft. Fantastic. And how can our listeners find out uh, more about uh, Pardot and uh, all that you guys are up to at the Marketing Sherpa Summit? Yes. So um, you can always go to pardot.com. We have a ton of um, best practices, thought leadership content. Um, We have a webinar series that you can sign up for and get lots of more information like I shared with you today. And then, of course, at the event, we will have a booth. um, And I will be speaking again, going into some more best practices in a little more depth. Well, uh, thank you so much, Shannon, for joining me. A great, great conversation and uh, definitely one I will uh, be sure to pass on immediately to our marketing automation team in-house. I think it was uh, really helpful, not only for me, but really for uh, any sort of marketer out there. So thanks for joining me. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, of course. Also, thank you so much to our listeners for following along. Uh, To find out more about B2B Nation, check out our website, technologyadvice.com backslash podcast. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening.